welcome back to the Dunkel Index Podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel, and here with me again this week is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Well, just when we thought uh, the bubble couldn't get any better, uh, we were treated to Dallas and the Clips game four today. What'd you make of Luca's shot? Yeah, I, I said, I think it was the last podcast. I was really looking forward to getting to watch Dallas in the playoffs. And that game definitely made it worth it. Didn't think that series would go past maybe five games, but uh, we're getting a six and maybe a seventh now in that one. They look really good. Yeah, I was with you because I, I really felt like the clips of the title contenders probably looked the best in the bubble. I put, I put Toronto up there too. Um, but, you know, they... they, they they didn't have letdowns like the Lakers and the Bucks did going into the playoffs. Um, and while I, I knew Porzingis and, and Doncic would be tough, uh, I, I didn't see Dallas giving the Clippers this kind of run. But clearly, Luka's been the best player on the floor. I mean, you know, hurt ankle and all, didn't have Porzingis today. They fall behind 21 points in the first half. You figure it's it's a blowout coming, and the Clips are going to reassert their dominance, and then Dallas just turned it around. And Kawhi once again had had a great game. Um, you know, playoff P, uh, something going on there. Uh, just see social media; they're now calling him Pandemic P. Oh, I hadn't seen that, but yeah, he has not looked good these last couple games at all. Though no, no, the old self-proclaimed nickname never seems to work out. I guess Black Mamba is the one exception. But uh, yeah, playoff P, Paul George, has been abysmal. Another, another off day today. So I, you know, I fully expect the Clips uh, to, to, to pull this out uh, because of Kawhi. Um, and he, once again, looks like he's he's capable of putting this team on his shoulders uh, but if playoff P doesn't start to step up, Lou Williams kind of bailed him out a little bit today. I think he finished well, 36, 30, 30 plus today. Um, that really kept him in it. But that's turned out, like you said, to be um, probably the best series of the first round series going right now. Yeah, I think they'll figure it out too. There was a, a moment in that game where uh, Dallas was going on a run and Rivers didn't call a timeout because he just wanted the guys to to figure it out. So he's letting them struggle a little bit right now, but I don't think he'll let them lose the series. You know, and I don't think you can um, overestimate not having Patrick Beverly. Uh, you know, he doesn't probably provide all that much stats wise, but that guy is so tough. And uh, you want to talk about a pest in the front court, or I should say back court. Um, you know, Beverly could, could cause so much chaos at the top there. Because right now, Luca pretty much seems to have his way. But to sink that three uh, with the best defender in basketball on you, and uh, how ironic, because Kawhi has made a living out of sinking those kind of shots, as Sixer fans well know from last season. Um, you know, for Luca to make that shot over Kawhi, that's that's the shot of the bubble so far. So definitely the best series of the bunch. Um, Flip side, probably the worst series, uh, the Sixers and Celtics, um, RIP Philly. You called it. You said you thought it'd be a sweep. We had Philly uh, taking game one. 
and they were up going into the fourth quarter, but that was just a prelude of, of pretty much how the series went. Philly had its opportunities, even without Ben Simmons, but Embiid just doesn't look like he can put a team on his shoulders at this point and carry them. Yeah, that series was ugly. And then uh, Toronto-Brooklyn's about to wrap up here today. Uh, Toronto also going to sweep that series, I think. That hasn't been too interesting as well. No, that one's been pretty much as expected. Um, you know, Brooklyn's feisty, but Toronto just does not seem to take its its eye off off the ball. It, it does what it needs to do. And Nick Nurse, uh, fresh off being named Coach of the Year, very deserving. A little factoid for you on that one. You know, he's the only coach now to be Coach of the Year in both the G League and the NBA. Hmm, I didn't know that. On top of being the only coach to win a championship in both the G League and the NBA. So this guy certainly paid his dues and deserving of all the accolades he's getting now. Uh, yeah, seriously. Um, I think Kyle Lowry did leave this game, though, at some point. So that's something something to watch going forward. He might miss a game or two. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, I think it was an ankle injury or something. Well, Van Vliet certainly seems to be able to pick up any slack there. Man, that guy has gotten so tough. And we talked about before, in his contract year, he's going to have a lot of people knocking on his door. Mm-hmm. Sixers, maybe? Certainly. Sixers could use a guy who can dribble and shoot, as, like <laughs> always. Just some basic things that you got to do on the court. <laughs> Uh, can they squeeze in that contract in between all the other contracts? Uh, maybe they would sign and trade with uh, with with Van Vliet for for Horford and Tobias. You think you think Toronto would be willing to take that one? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, yeah, listen, the playoffs. It's uh, it's been a good start. Um, had some surprises, but I think for the most part, uh, series uh, one seems to be playing out uh, to form uh, the Dallas and Clips, uh, probably the only exception there. Yeah, and then obviously the uh, the Blazers series is still a little bit interesting. Um, if the Lakers win the next one, uh, go up 3-1, that series is over. But I, I think Portland does have a chance to win, to win game three. Or game four. Game four. Game four. Yeah, they seem to be a little broken down. Um, you know, Dane breaking his finger. I think not having Zach Collins, while you're not a huge Zach Collins fan, that's a pretty big body that they could throw out there. And um, Gabriel's nice, and I think probably going to – looks like Siakam in the making a little bit. Um, but he's he's awfully young and lean right now. And LeBron was playing some serious bully ball last night when he needed to and then making threes. I mean, he can still turn it on. But I, I don't think the Lakers have completely erased some of the concerns uh, uh-huh. that, that we had coming in about the supporting cast being able to uh, to chip in there. I, I, I think those concerns are still there. So will be interesting. Listen, I, I most people figured when when Doncic went down with the twisted ankle, um, you know that was it for Dallas. They come back and win Game Four. So I'm with you on in terms of Portland. I don't think you can count this team out. There's too many scores there, and as long as you got 
Lillard and CJ on, on the court, you've got a chance to win. So definitely looking forward to game four of that series. Yeah. All right. Well, how let's about, go ahead. About, and, yeah. Before we go, because I know neither of these teams are in our top five. What, 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 uh, what do you make right now of uh, OKC Houston? That's a fun series as well. Um, OKC pulled out a really gutsy win yesterday um, after Harden fouled out. Um, I think Houston, yeah, I think Houston probably comes back to win the next one. Um, but yeah, definitely closer than I think a lot of people expected. It's funny. I, we had OKC in game one, um, and looked bad. Uh, and, uh, Houston won game one fairly easily and then, and then won game two fairly easily. And so it was almost like, okay, here's a team that has flipped the playoff switch re- ready to roll uh and i'd given up on okc um yesterday uh houston went up fa- fairly big early um and then they just fought back uh good for billy donovan good for chris paul gosh mm-hmm. he missed that shot there uh just at the end of regulation but then poured mm-hmm. it on in the ot and i got to love lou dort <laughs> that that kid is tough. Um, and I think he frustrated Harden somewhat. So I, I'm interested in game four there. Uh, I want to see if OKC can, can knot this thing up. I thought OKC was going to make it a series initially. Uh, and then, you know, in game three, finally showed up. So, uh, of course, Houston without Westbrook, that, that, that's, that's a big void. And when Harden went down, I mean, they really had nothing to turn to there. Eric Gordon doesn't be able to seem to to have bounced back from the injury uh, quite yet. So I think uh, that could be that could be a good series if if OKC can win Game Four. That I think that's anybody's to take. Yeah, they really did not look good once Harden was out of the game. Uh, kind of like the Lakers, it was just like, where are you going to get your offense from with these yeah. guys? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right. So we're going to uh, take a look at our top five uh, teams uh, based on the playoffs so far, correct? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, based on the playoff performance uh, through the games, what, on Saturday, I guess. Um, so we've still got a couple teams playing tonight, including Utah going up against Denver. Utah is number five right now, two and one so far um, in the playoff bubble. Um, the line on the game tonight is Utah by three and a half. Um, I'm a little surprised it's not higher based on the way this series has been going. What do you think? Um, well, I, am, I am too. Um, you know, I think Vegas, like us, has been a little reluctant to embrace Utah uh, because if you go back to to game uh, one and two. Um, Denver was favored uh, in both those games, so so De- Denver came in. Uh, the higher seed and, and the favorite uh, in this series and, and took game one, albeit in overtime. But Jamal Murray really looked good. Uh, Jokic looked tough. Uh, so you thought, you know, Denver probably ends up winning this series. And then, boy, games two and three, uh, it was a totally different story. I think what Utah has that Denver doesn't have is a Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that, that guy is, uh, he's a playoff guy. And, uh-huh. uh, even in the loss in game one, when he had 57, he sent a message 
that the, you know, he's the kind of guy that can put a team on his back and carry him. And I think Mitchell's play has just lifted the play of everybody else, uh, including Rudy Gobert. And we, we were not sure about kind of how that relationship was post COVID because uh, he had heard about all the, the ill will that was coming out of the locker room there. But um, Gobert, Gobert looks like a monster uh, that Denver just has no answer for, um, you know, the lobs to him. He, he's cleaning up the boards, tough defense. Uh, and then they got a boost in game three with Mike Conley's return to the bubble. And uh, he had a career best seven of eight uh, from the three-point line. So Quinn Snyder, I, I'm very surprised uh, that Utah is in our top five, frankly. Uh, but after two blowout wins over Denver, uh, we'll have to see how they play tonight. But I think uh, deserving of the spot right now, they, they, they've been red hot. And if they can keep it going, um, you know, making up for the loss of Bogdanovich, we talked about that a while ago. We thought, you know, not having that outside presence was was really going to hurt them. But with Go- Gobert dominating the middle, Mitchell providing the, the, the backbone and then getting some, some nice uh, play from guys like Mike Conley, uh, Utah looks like a force right now. Yeah, the uh, the whole home road aspect of the bubble has been really interesting. And I think the Nuggets probably suffer the most from that because they have a pretty significant home advantage in real life with the altitude and everything. Uh, so it's almost like a different team down there now. That's a great point because, you know, in the past, the, the Nuggets could, uh, you know, coming off of two bad games, uh, at least look forward to, you know, getting a game back in Denver, hopefully getting back in, in the series. Um, you know, same with Philadelphia uh, and Brooklyn, uh, but no home court to go back to. Nothing nothing to save you there in terms of home court fans. So I think it's pretty hard to turn turn around these stretches here where you just have this bad play and uh, no home fans to kind kind of, back you up and pull you out of it. So, yeah, I think I think the bubble, uh, as we saw at the end of the regular season, there were teams that adapted very well to it, like Phoenix and Brooklyn and, and, and San Antonio. Uh, they were kind of big surprises, and I think they, they benefited from that environment. And now we're finding in the postseason the same thing. There, there are teams that just seem to, to relish um, this kind of play, and then other teams are struggling to find find their um their uh their streakiness uh and denver seems to be that because that's a team that that uh looked like it could put points up at will and they have suffered from injuries as well i mean will barton not being able to play gary harris not being able to play those are two big losses so we we do need to note that but you figure with murray and jokic uh they still have enough firepower to still make this a series, but based on games two and three, they, they look like they're pretty checked out. Yeah. I, uh, I feel pretty strongly about Utah in this game tonight. Yeah. Mitchell just has that look of, yeah, he's, he's an assassin right now. Um, so, uh, in playoff time, that's what you need. And he, he Utah definitely has one there that he's turned into a great story. No doubt about it. All right, and moving on to the number four team, the Miami Heat. They play tomorrow against the Pacers. Uh, so far in the bubble, they're 3-0. and 
And the uh, line on tomorrow's game is Miami favored by six and a half. What do you think about the Heat? Yeah, well, you know, kind of like Utah, um, they've got that guy in uh, Jimmy Butler who can definitely put a team on his back. I know that's hard for Philly fans to swallow right now, but I think think the Sixers miss that and uh, and Miami has benefited from it. Um, And he's just making everybody around him better. I'm I'm surprised this is 3-0 right now. Uh, and I expect uh, the Heat to finish it off tomorrow. Um, Indiana, solid team. Um, I think they've missed Sabonis, and I know there's news that Sabonis is coming back to the bubble, but he won't be ready uh, by tomorrow. Um, that that that's a big loss. But Brogdon's played really well for him, but he's he's pretty much been it. Oladipo, I don't know if it's injuries or rust or maybe a combination. Just hasn't hasn't looked that good for them uh, so far. So you know, Brogdon can't do it by himself, and he certainly can't do it when uh, Miami just seems to be throwing a lot at him right now. It's, it's it's not just Butler, although I think they get their confidence from from him. I mean, Dragic is averaging over twenty two points a game. Tyler Hero, the aptly named Tyler Hero, uh, has been that for the Heat. He's averaging close to seventeen a game. I mean, a rookie to be putting up those kind of numbers, that's that's a really nice bonus in the postseason. Uh, Bam Adebayo uh, is uh, averaging over 15, and uh, Duncan Robinson uh, is averaging 15. So they've got five guys right now um, who are averaging over 15 points. So they're spreading the ball around, getting contributions all over the place. So we, we said before, you know, Miami – uh, could be a tough out in the East that people were overlooking them and maybe prematurely. And, and Miami certainly right now showing that, uh, that it could be uh, reckoned with uh, even further down the road. Yeah. That game one loss um, seems like a little blip on the radar and this series will probably get closed out uh, tomorrow with Miami winning that one. I agree with that. And, you know, they've got uh, they've got that experience, too, not just with Jimmy Butler, but they've got uh, Iguodala, who's been getting some some big minutes for him down the stretch. He's not putting up big numbers, but, you know, just like he did with Golden State. I mean, he just makes all the the big plays at the right time um, down the stretch. So Spolstra's pulling all the right strings once again. Uh, I was very surprised he didn't get more pose for coach of the year because I think the job that he's done in Miami has been huge. I mean, to keep that team together post uh, LeBron and Bosch and Wade, I mean, that that that's a huge void to fill. And, uh, you know, they're not challenging for championships just yet, but they've got a nice nucleus there. Uh, so we said at the beginning this line six and a half. Do you think it gets closer to nine or ten before game tomorrow? Uh I don't think so. No. Um, the lines have been pretty consistent. Um, I think they've been as low as three and as high as five and a half, six. They've won um, the last three games by an average of about 12 points. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but they've been close. And then, you know, fourth quarter pull away, some free mm-hmm. throws here. Um, you know, none of them have been blowouts. Uh, I, I think there will be an expectation that Miami, or pardon me, Indiana, 
Uh, Nate McMillan will have his guys fighting to avoid the sweep. So I don't see it getting much higher than six. But uh, what's the uh, what's the over under? What's the total right now? Over under is at two sixteen and a half. Yeah, I I I think we will probably have Miami tomorrow uh, to cover and uh, and wrap that series up. So I feel good about Miami winning the game and. Right now it's six. That that looks that looks very doable. All right. Our number three team, team that lost earlier today. So this record, I don't know, maybe they're slightly off, but uh I guess they're two and two now in the playoff bubbles. The LA Clippers. Um I think they were favored in that game against Dallas. Obviously Luca was a game time decision and then Porzingis was a last second scratch, but it seemed like for sure they were gonna win that game. What happened there? Yeah, 21 points up. The line was eight, maybe dipped down to seven and a half. Um, but uh, yeah, up early. Uh, we did have Dallas today, uh, plus the points. Uh, just been that kind of series. Uh, but at 21 down, uh, I didn't have a ton of hope that Dallas could creep back into it, especially with Porzingis out. Uh, you know, we talked about it at the top of the uh, the, the broadcast. Um, you know, Paul George just is not supplying any help right now. Um, again, nine points today, one of seven, I believe, from three point. I mean, that's you know, self proclaimed playoff P. And I know he's taken a lot of ribbing from that, including Sean. Did you see Barkley the other what night? No, uh, I said you can't call yourself playoff P. That's like me calling myself championship C, because <laughs> uh, you know nobody's calling me CC. I haven't won any championships. So yeah, he was very funny about it, classic Barkley way. Um, so you know Kawhi's going to have to get more from him. I think Montrez Harrell still kind of working back into shape. I don't think he's fully where, where he's been. Uh, Lou Williams looked like he's he's clicking on on all cylinders right now, um, and Zubats is is providing big minutes for him. So I don't think there's a ton of alarm bells ringing uh, just yet in L.A., but certainly a two-two. Um, they're getting everything they can handle, and they're coming off one of the, you know the great moments in in uh, certainly this year's playoffs. But I think. That's a signature moment. If Doncic goes on to have a great career, uh, we'll be looking at that shot over and over and over again. So uh, anxious to see five. But I I think the clips still uh, of the teams that uh, are title contending in the West, uh, the clips to me still still look like the team to beat right now. So kudos to Dallas to get it to 2-2. Two, two. Um, see, see if they can pull it off. Any idea what the opening line uh, for the next game might be? Probably a little closer than eight. I'm going to guess, yeah. I will guess below eight on that for sure. Um, you know, most of the lines early were in the sixth range. Uh, I think it went up to eight probably because of news that Porzingis wasn't going to play and Luca's uh ankle um there was doubt whether he would even play game four so i see it probably coming back uh to at least six if not going down into the five range all right 
Moving on to the number two team, we've got the Toronto Raptors, 3-0 and so far. Uh, if they hold on and beat Brooklyn today, they'll be 4-0 and in the first round. And um, not Let's sure who they the would Brooklyn game right now. So they're up 104-83. Okay, how much time left? Uh, two minutes left in the third quarter. We had them covering, I think, uh, 12 and a half. Uh, maybe 13. I think it got up to 13, actually. So uh, looking good in the third quarter, although that's got a backdoor cover written all over it. When when Nick Nurse sits the starters in the fourth quarter, the dreaded backdoor cover. Uh, yeah, this is the series where there has been uh, the least number of surprises. I, I wouldn't say that with the Celtics. I think a, a sweep by the Celtics over, over the Sixers. Um, was still surprising. Uh, this one was expected to be a sweep. Looks like it's going to be a sweep. Toronto, just as they've been in the regular season, they now look to be in the postseason. Focused, not worried about not having Kawhi, have developed a lot of other talent. Um, you know, got senior leadership from guys like Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol. Um, you know, talented young players like Siakam and Van Vliet and a great coach in Nick Nurse. I mean, they, they've got a, a recipe to contend. Uh, and I, I think people don't want to think that they, they can repeat this year, but we've seen nothing that indicates that they're not uh, at that caliber. Uh, and uh, certainly sweeping Brooklyn uh, a sign that uh, that there's a lot of harmony right now on that team. They're feeling good about themselves and ready to ready to move on. I guess that'll be um, Toronto and Boston next, right? Yes, I was just looking at that. So um, yeah, Milwaukee moves on to play uh, Miami or Indiana, whoever wins oh, that series. Can't, can't 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 say the Magic are done just yet. I think they are <laughs> done, but uh, Steve Clifford had them. Ready and rolling in game one. So they've shown they can beat Milwaukee, but Milwaukee definitely looked a lot better in game three. Uh, but yeah, so the Toronto versus Boston potential uh, second round series uh, would be a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, I'll go ahead and say we've got Boston at 4-0 as the top-ranked playoff team so far uh, coming off the sweep of Philly. So what do you think about that matchup in the second round? Yeah, Milwaukee, uh, beware. Uh, although I'm sure they're loving Toronto and uh, Boston having to play each other because that clears one of those teams out. But uh, yeah, Milwaukee's got competition in the East, no doubt about it. And Boston, uh, you know, sad factoid for, for the Sixers fans, uh, but but good for Boston. Uh, I think this was the 15th postseason series. Uh, that those two teams have had in their long history, bitter rivalry, uh, first sweep ever in in that uh, series. So this series uh, was bitter for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons, yeah. And I know you, you, I asked if we wanted to talk much about Philadelphia, and he said, "Well, I think everybody's tired of that soap opera." And I agree. I think you're right. They are tired of that soap opera, but uh, I didn't think it, this would end in a sweep. But it, uh, and, and then on top of that, you had, you know, Gordon Hayward go down with, with an ankle injury. But in, in a weird way, I, you know, 
I, I mean, he's he's definitely a solid player. It has not worked out in Boston like it had in Utah. Um, I'm just wondering if maybe that has kind of tightened up um, Brad Stevens' um, rotations. Uh, yeah, it seems like Marcus Smart's playing more. Jalen Brown yeah. gets more offensive role. Exactly. He doesn't have to worry so much about juggling the minutes. Oh, and I'm just—I am so jealous that they get to watch Grant Williams. <laughs> I want—I want that guy on my team. Solid, bad. I tell you, I—I I love it. He's—he's uh, he's doing great coming off that Wanamaker. I mean, they've got some feisty guys coming coming off of the bench. Um, you know, Tatum. Tatum's been hit or miss. He was mostly hit a hit against Philly. Uh, played very very well in stretches, uh, but then he disappeared. But you know what? Kemba's healthy. They manage his minutes just right. Uh, and he seems to have maybe have benefited the most from not having to worry about Hayward's minutes because they've been kind of putting the pedal to the metal with him. And um, he made some big shots down the stretch, um, certainly in games two and three um, and one, even where, where, where there was still some question as to, you know, whether the Sixers might be able to pull out some wins. So, uh, Celtics, uh, definitely worthy of number one right now. Um, sending a strong message, uh, that this could be the year for them. I think Hayward is kind of working back. I think he's back in Boston trying to rehab, but I think even without him, uh, this series against Toronto, I mean, it's got seven written all over it. And uh, it will be interesting to see which team can deliver the knockout blow because I think it's about as evenly matched as you can get right now. Yeah, that's going to be a great one to watch. Um, anything else you want to say before we move on and do a little baseball? No, I just would, you know, I think most people have been thinking that the West was going to win this year, uh, regardless of who comes out of the East. And, you know, I think the Dunkel Index says differently. I think the index indicates that the East is not only uh, prepared to challenge, but right now um, has the two best teams uh, going in the bubble in uh, in Boston and in Toronto. Um, and that doesn't even include Milwaukee, which if they get going again, mm -hmm. uh, will certainly be a threat. So uh, I I don't think it's uh, it's a slam dunk that the, that the West is going to win this one. So Eastern Conference fans, stay tuned. Could get interesting for you. All right. So now we're going to look at our top five ranked teams uh, for the 2020 baseball season. And starting out with number five, we've got the Oakland A's, 19 and 9 so far. Actually, 29. They want to get it out. So they beat the Angels today. Uh, yeah. They've got a series coming up against the Rangers this week. Uh, what do you like about um, the A's right now? Well, it's uh, second best record in baseball. Uh, it's classic Billy Bean. I mean, you know, he's Moneyball is back. Uh, he's got guys like Chapman and Olsen uh, on offense. Uh, he's got the top bullpen uh, guy in terms of saves right now and Liam Hendricks. Uh, you know, Bean just seems to to make all the right moves. Uh, and build teams that uh, can contend uh, without having a budget uh, to bring in 
big time stars. And this, here we are. Uh, it's a short season. A's, as I said, second best record, moved up to number five in the index. I, I think they're definitely benefiting uh, playing in a, in a weak division this year, um, especially with Houston being so-so. Houston's playing about 500 ball right now. So it, it clearly, whether it's hangover from the scandal, um, not being able to to uh, to have pitches tipped to them uh, or just uh, some some reversion back to the mean. Um, they uh, they have slipped. And then, you know, as you said, they've got a series with Texas uh, coming up. Texas has definitely uh, been kind of a second tier team this year. So I see the A's uh, continuing to pick up ground. They just finished up a series with the Angels. Uh, they have the best player in baseball and Mike Trout. Uh, that doesn't seem to um, translate into wins. Uh, I think they're nine and twenty right now. So, AL West is weak. A's are clearly uh, the best of, of, of that bunch. But um, you know, I think Oakland looks like uh, it's got a team that can contend. And uh, you know, the only thing that's that's left off of Bean's uh, resume right now is 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 an ability to get this team all the way to uh, to the World Series. So. Uh, that, that's what it's going to look like for Oakland again this year. They they will make the postseason. It's just whether they'll be able to advance. It's a good story. Such a good story. <laughs> it is a good story. I know. Always up for watching Moneyball again, and it's it's so funny. I mean, that was back in the early two thousands, and uh, we're still here and still talking about the Oakland A's uh, being relevant uh, with a, with a bunch of no name guys. They definitely have. They definitely have a uh, uh, a system figured out. I guess you, you part of the Sixers phrase. You can you, you can trust that process. At least at least to get you beyond the regular season. Well, they've yeah they've had twenty years to to work on it. Not a truncated version of it. Good point. Good point. Okay, so now our fourth ranked team is the Atlanta Braves. Currently playing against the Phillies right now. They are 16 and 11 so far on the season, and they have series against the Yankees and Phillies coming up uh, this week. Um, what do you think about the Braves? Yeah, well, maybe somewhat like Oakland, uh, you know, Atlanta probably benefiting from uh, a weaker division, the NLE, especially with the Nats falling off this year. Um, Atlanta clearly looks like the best team in that division, but they've been, uh, been able to pick up victories with uh, without their best player, Ronald Acuna Jr., who's been on the IL uh, for the last uh, 10 games. So he looks to be about ready to come off. So that, that'll be a big plus for them. Um, they're getting some nice uh, offense out of their catcher, Travis Darno. I don't think they expected much out of him. He's He's been supplying some pop and, Marcelo Zuna was a big free agent sign signee on the offseason, and he's he's provided some pop. So they've got plenty of offense there. Pitching's a little suspect, uh, but that seems to be the case with most most teams. Um, again, the Nats this week had have to deal with uh, losing Steven Strasburg uh, out for the rest of the year with carpal tunnel syndrome so um you know pitching seems to be lean across the board i think coming back for this short sprint uh seem to be a lot of arm issues so 
the bats are the key. Atlanta it looks to have plenty of them. Should be a good series against the Yankees. That'll be a nice test to just see just how far Atlanta has come. Okay, now our number three team slipped uh, since last week's. They lost three straight games to the Rays. It's the Yankees. They are 16-9 and nine on the season now. Um, what's going on there? Can they fix this? Well, it's, it's the revolving door of injuries right now for the Yankees. Um, that and, and not being able to get on the field. Um, you know, we did have another COVID sighting this week. It was the Mets' turn. Um, and so that series against the Yankees uh, was canceled over the weekend. So the Yankees haven't played since getting swept at home by the red-hot Tampa Bay Rays. So they definitely ran into a buzzsaw uh, in that one. But you know, on top of it, uh, you know, the injuries have, have definitely hurt. They've got 10 guys right now on the injured list, including, you know, big names like Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton. Uh, the good news is uh, Judge says he's healed from the calf injury and ready to return. So I think bringing that bat back into the lineup will be big. But they just added two more to the list in, in James Paxton uh starting pitcher and, and Glaber Torres, their shortstop. So Aaron Boone has had to, to patch it with guys like Luke Voigt, uh, who is leading the league in slugging right now. So uh, he's finding ways to, to get some production out of out of these guys. But um, I think it, it, it definitely has caused some slippage. Uh, if they can get everybody healthy for the postseason, uh, probably still uh, the top rated team in baseball, but but with the injuries taking its toll right now, uh, slips to number three in this week's Dunkel Index. All right. And the number two team is the aforementioned Tampa Bay Rays, 19 and 10 on the season now um, after that series against New York. And then they've won two of the first three against Toronto uh, and then a series against Baltimore coming up this week. Uh, what do you like about the Rays? Yeah, I love this team. I mean, five and one on the week. Uh, they are now 16 and eight against the AL East, uh, which is arguably the best uh, division in baseball, although the Red Sox have brought that down somewhat this year. Um, and 12 and two over their last 14. Uh, what's not to like about what Kevin Cash is doing there? They're finding ways to win. Uh, Brandon Lau is having a breakout season. Austin Meadows is back off the injured list and and hitting like he did last year. And Blake Snell, who the, won the Cy Young Award a couple years ago, uh, but suffered through through a tough year last year, um, looks to be regaining some of that 2018 form. So uh, the Rays, number two, and are on the rise. Uh, probably the only thing to keep them from rising all the way to number one is our number one looks to be everybody's number one right now. Yeah, Dodgers, uh, twenty-one yeah. and eight on the season, and I'm looking for their schedule. I think they got the Giants this week uh, coming up, which should be a good series. The Giants have quietly won six in a row. So our old Phillies manager friend Gabe Kapler has San uh -huh. Francisco. Uh, coming on at the right time, but uh, this could, it's going to be hard to win um, 
many, if any, games against the Dodgers right now. Uh, six and one on the week. Uh, today was a typical Dodger day. Uh, they blew out Colorado, and they got seven home runs total, including two from Mookie Betts, who shows no signs of uh, having any hangover from signing that that enormous contract. He looks like he's ready to live up to every penny of it. He had two today. Uh, moves him up to uh, to number uh, or moves him up to eleven homers on the season. Number two uh, behind Fernando Tatis Jr. in in that category. Um, you know they've been doing it without some of their big name sluggers like Max Muncie and Cody Bellinger uh, really hitting their stride. Uh, although Bellinger I think hit another homer today, so he's definitely starting to pick it up and look more like he did last year when he won the MVP. So. Dodgers are loaded top to bottom, uh, number one, I think, universally. And if they can stay healthy, um, no reason this team can't win its first World Series since uh, 1988, I believe it was. That was a while ago. I think a year before somebody I know was born. So <laughs> That would make it 31 then. <laughs> Ah, that was a good series. Kirk Gibson, home run against the Oakland A's. Yes. I wasn't here for it, but I've seen it. Yes, limping around the bases. Ah, man, that was was good. Um, So, yeah, so, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep uh, the teams COVID-free this week. Seems to be one a week right now. Um, We had Miami initially. Uh, then we had the Cardinals, and uh, now this weekend we had the Mets. So, uh, but baseball's chugging along. I give them credit; they're they're they're, they're getting games in. Um, it's an expanded postseason this year, so everybody's still kind of in it. Uh, so, uh, you know, plenty of interest there, and uh, uh, we had a good good day today. So, I think uh, if the Phillies can pull it off, went ten and four today. Um, so that'd be good. Uh, so yeah, uh, enjoying this season, enjoying the NBA postseason. Uh, the NHL postseason has, has, has been going well. We've got a good series, uh, starting tonight between the Bruins and, and Lightning. Dunkel has, has Tampa Bay to pull out game one. And, uh, and then the WNBA, the Wubble, uh, continues to move along. Big upset yesterday, although, uh, we had that one called. We had, uh, Las Vegas over over Seattle. So those look to be the, uh, the two best teams heading into the uh, WNBA postseason. Cool. All right. So you can find all the rankings and the picks on the website at dunkelindex.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at dunkelindex. And this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor. So uh, check out all those things and uh, thank you to everyone who has been listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Care to make a bold prediction on Toronto, Boston? Um, I'll take Toronto. Yeah, I I think uh, Boston looked a little better than they are against Philadelphia. Um, So, yeah. Anxious to see where Vegas sets that line for game one. Yeah, I could see I could see Boston being a one or two point favorite. 
Um, but yeah, my, my gut would tell me, uh, Toronto and the points there. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's fair. I could see that Boston being one or two, I think coming off the sweep of Philly, um, that probably will make them more of a Vegas fave. So, uh, and I, and I similarly agree. I think Toronto's especially getting points right now. Um, looks like a pretty good play, but, uh, we'll have to look at those numbers when they come out, but that's going to be a juicy one. So yeah, stay tuned. Want to come back and check out Dunkel Index's numbers on those games for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So yeah, thanks to everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. See ya.